listening to the Asheville Folk Podcast. Hi, I'm Christina Ferre, the creator of Asheville Folk. Many of you know us from Instagram, but we're excited to bring you Asheville Folk in a whole new format. Join us for weekly interviews with artists and entrepreneurs, noteworthy local and national news, and lots of laughter as my hilarious co-hosts constantly interrupt one another to share random and interesting Asheville moments. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed making it. This episode is brought to you by Fall Break. Fall Break is a creative gathering and camping trip taking place this September in the beautiful mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. If you're into inspiring speakers, creative workshops, community dinners, and ending each night with s'mores over a campfire, then you have to check out Fall Break. Learn more at fallbreak.co or on Instagram at fallbreak.co. This podcast is about all things Asheville, from local news stories to chatting about our favorite people, places, and things. We also bring an inspiring interview with a local artist, entrepreneur, or thought leader. With me today is my charming husband, Blaze Foray. That's me. Our dear friend, M. Reese. Hello. Tyler McCall. Hi, everyone. And Thomas Calder. Hello. It's been a while since we've all been together, so this is like a reunion. <laughs> How has everybody been? I've been pretty good. Yeah. I've been great. So this is a shout out to Formations of Mental Objects. We both auditioned for um, that web series, Transplanting, which is very cool. So that was cool. And we'll see who gets the parts and who's what. But mm, I don't know. Exciting. We'll what see. What was the role? Um, there was a bright-eyed brunette role. There was like, I think there was like a journalist role. There was like a cult member. Like all these crazy, uh, weird Asheville things. But yeah, so... So shout out to her. This is exciting. We'll see how it goes. That is exciting. Yeah. So was it audition for one episode or for the whole season? I think it, it might just be one episode. I don't know. And then maybe they'll write you in later if they if decide they like you're you. good enough. That's I don't so know. fun. I love that y'all are doing that. Yeah, I know. That's we'll awesome. Well, goes. if you make it and they ever need any extras, you know who to call. <laughs> Ghostbusters? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I need to watch that show. I haven't watched any. You've never watched Ghostbusters? Oh, not good. Not Transplant. Uh, <laughs> is a movie. <laughs> I was confused. I was just going to go with it. But. Well, that's cool. You should watch it. It's cool. Episode number two is my favorite. Thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you had us watch. You, you had us watch it. At the yeah, party. I made you yeah, guys but, watch it at yeah. the Cookie Swap. Yeah, and in our house and. It's like how Blaze and Christina force people to watch Nathan for you. It's true. We force people to watch all kinds of shows. Any really new show funny. that we're watching, we make them. Watch Don't you it. find that nerve wracking though when you like have somebody watch something because yes. then you're like watching you, their face. You're, like, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're like, wait a second. And if it's like longer than two minutes, then you start sweating. You're just yes. like, okay, are they enjoying this? Why are they laughing? Like we laughed when we watched this, and it's and they're like, because you're staring at me really hard. <laughs> right. right now. I had some, I, we had a friend stay over and I put on this documentary and I just felt it wasn't clicking and I actually left. I was well, like, was. I'm really tired. I, I got to go to bed. And Tatiana, my wife, was like, why, why? You left us and she wasn't even enjoying the documentary. I was like, I know, I couldn't stand it. I had to Depressing go. me. Did Tatiana finish it with her? Yeah. <laughs> and I left like early, like 30 minutes in. You like went like, to the bedroom and just cried. I was like, oh man, I'm really tired. I'm sorry, guys. Well, you also, didn't you do some winemaking, Thomas? We did Ooh. do some wine. I want to know about that. Well, it was mostly Tatiana. I kind of just watched, and our friends were, who do make their own wine came over to sh- help us. But I really was just playing with their kids mostly. And, <laughs> um, and that was about it. I mean, You're like, right screw now, the wine. Well, I mean, there's only so many winemakers in the kitchen at one time. <laughs> but we do have it. It's bottled now, and it's got to sit for like 10 months. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, wow. one's bottled, and another one, the um, the raisin-based one, is actually still in the plastic container and has to sit for 10 days before you can pour it and then into after, the bottle. And then bottle it, 10 it bottles for like, yeah, like 10 months or something. Hmm. The longer you let it sit, the more alcohol it gets. Oh. Oh. Forever. Forever. So we'll see you in 10 I'm years. never going to drink this bottle. <laughs> I want it to be really alcohol. Really alcohol. Nom, nom. On my deathbed, bring me that bottle of alcohol. <laughs> Y'all, podcast, I have a life update. Yeah, oh, here. please do tell. So since the last time I was on the podcast, I quit my job. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's going very well. You look a little, is that why you have a little more, you know, a little you're more glowing. facials? 
Yes. Oh, or you have more facials. <laughs> you get, you're going to show you have more facials. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been yes. at the spa. Not having to go to an office means I don't shave as often. Good. Oh, <laughs> no, so it's very exciting. I quit my job. I've been planning it for a little while and working toward it. And um, Sarah Jane Case, who we all know, she was on the first podcast. Um, she and I have started a media marketing agency. Whoop, whoop. And we're doing that full time. So it's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Persona Creative. Persona Creative. Yeah, check awesome. us out online, Facebook, Instagram. We're even on LinkedIn. Whoa. This is serious. I know. This, this is, is real. You have to be yeah. my adult. I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing you're supposed to do in the professional world, apparently. As well. I have an old LinkedIn, and it's terrible. And so <laughs> I need to go back and spend a little time yeah. with that. Or just not. You know, the, the, you know you're really making it when you have a good Google Plus page. I don't have Google Plus What's either. That? I have one and I don't know how to use it either. Um, yeah. You're not in my circle? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Y'all, you heard it here first. Google Plus is over. <laughs> I actually, a year ago, I had talked to this guy and he was he was 100% convinced that Google Plus was where it was all going. And I had like an hour conversation on the phone with him. He was like convincing me to be, start doing it. So I started posting as much on Google, Google Plus as I did on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And uh, that was about a week. And then I was yeah. like, this is dumb. So. Yeah, I did Google Plus for a while. But LinkedIn's cool. Like, if you ever, I don't know, if you, you probably won't be applying for jobs, but you can use that for a lot of, like, job applications online. Yeah. You, you can, like, like, use my LinkedIn in. instead. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so LinkedIn. There you go. Yeah, but right, Sonic Creative is happening, working for myself. It's very interesting. It's also very Well, funny. congratulations. Yes. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. We are very exciting. proud of you. <gasps> oh, my Ooh. God. Thanks, Em. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> okay, guys, let's move on to some noteworthy news. Do you want to start, Thomas? I do. And this news is going to be past news by the time we're up and running for this podcast, but it's still cool, I think, um, that Salman Rushdie is coming to town tomorrow to speak at UNCA, the writer. Oh, Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's going to be at UNCA speaking. And for those who aren't familiar with Salman Rushdie, not only is he a writer, but Kramer and Seinfeld thought he saw him once on an episode, which he didn't. (laughs) But... um, It's really interesting because in 89, his book, The Satanic Verses, came out, and he basically had a death sentence by Iraq, or Iran, I'm sorry, Iran, um, because of the satiric nature of the book, and they thought that he was uh, poking a little too much fun at the uh, religion in the Quran. So for 10 years, he was in hiding. Are you serious? Yeah. The British uh, police were protecting him. And then later, Al-Qaeda also had him on a hit list. And they might still have him on a hit list. That's insane. So, he's an interesting dude. Midnight's Children's a really good book, too, for those who are looking for a a real long page turner. I could see you on some kind of a strange hit list. In the I, that's why I'm not on LinkedIn because I, I can't have <laughs> find it. Well, it's also called whatever LinkedIn. it's called. He's really LinkedIn. not on I'm really not Everyone on it. Check anything. out Thomas on LinkedIn.com. LinkedIn. Co. I'm still. I don't have an AOL account anymore. Whoa, impressive. You're not on AIM? I'm not on AIM. America online. I've been submitting my novel to agents and I see some agents with AOL.com. Oh, Isn't that weird? And I'm like, I'm not going to submit to you. I don't trust that you know. Like, I don't even know that much, but I know you don't because you have AOL.com. I mean, that might mean that they've just been in the business for so long they don't want to change their email. Maybe. Too. Or like, they've been serious about it since, like, 2000. Like, I just can't get over it. You've got mail. <laughs> but, y'all, do you miss coming up with a really great away message for AIM? I don't think I've ever made an, I don't think I've Those left my computer. Right. I always Christina focused on me. the colors of my fonts and like yes. the background highlights. And your bio. Yeah. Mine would like, always, always be like mm-hmm. lyrics to Dashboard Confessions. Oh, <laughs> it was always something angsty. Your hair is <laughs> everywhere. Oh my gosh. I was on AIM when I was like in eighth grade. That was like before Dashboard Confessions. That was like the only way I would talk to boys was on AIM. Same. That's how I was. <laughs> But not <laughs> same, but different gender. <laughs> Sorry, I hijacked your. Um, What's going on? You're really profound. You ruined it. So tomorrow so, you're going. Anyways, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm planning to go. I want. I want. I want to hear him speak. All right. Yeah. I feel like it would be really great to add to a bucket list to get on an Al Qaeda hit list. Like that's an accomplishment. Any hit list, well, I guess any not hit any. list. I yeah. mean, do you get I mean, paid just... to be in hiding? <laughs> 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 what? 
<laughs> can you can you put that on your LinkedIn? In writing, ten years. <laughs> well, dude's like being invited to speak at UNC Asheville. I'm sure it's worked out for him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's doing he's doing well. So Thomas had really profound news about an amazing author and his years in hiding from the Al Qaeda. Mine is about Kanye West. Yes. Um, I know, right? Who's also in hiding from Al Qaeda? <laughs> <laughs> he should be in hiding from the world. So have we all been keeping up with Kanye and the Ooh, hot mess burn. that he is? Yes. Kanye went in on his ex Amber Rose and said some really terrible things about her and went in on um, can we say can you say that well not I guess not all of it but the one about you said you gave me the best days of your life and I saw a recent picture and I guess you were right <laughs> oh, that was just, isn't that, that was did you see that one no yeah but y'all know rude? but this this he latest did. article I was reading is from people and it's saying that apparently Kim Kardashian West is very she's normally very supportive and rarely complains but the one thing she can't stand is all his like hot messness on Twitter and really mm-hmm. bothers him and sources close to the family who knows who that is says that it causes friction <laughs> <laughs> says it causes friction in their marriage which obviously who wouldn't I was you thinking know? Yeah. just today actually I was thinking how does she like handle all of this craziness yeah. drama around his wait life? so are they collectively in debt then or just no, no I read that him. they have separate bank accounts yeah. and that she has like I wish I remembered how much I read it to yesterday together it's 230 million dollars is their net worth but he's in debt, but he still has like she like was a ton of cash. The number thirty three of the top one hundred paid celebrities last year, so wow. she's fine. So then, would Kanye t- be the modern day MC Hammer as far as debt goes? It kind of seems like right. It, right? Well, and the fact that he took he took all of his money from music, like millions he made in music, and put it into fashion, and he's bombed. Well, I think we should all obviously support some, like donate some money to Kanye. Yeah, there is a GoFundMe. I was about someone to say, I saw the GoFundMe. Really Let's help him out. Your, is this your news? No, it was. It was going to be mine, but I have a different one. But that's oh, okay. so funny that you said that because the GoFundMe was going to be my news story. Because <laughs> it was so crazy. I was, but who's the guy that has I was the like, GoFundMe? this guy is some random guy from like, I can't remember, like, he's made a Indiana or something. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, he's probably going to keep on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he totally I would. Yeah. Whenever I looked at it, he had already read is like fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. <laughs> which great. isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things, Not like fifty three million. Right. Um, but he'll get more. Yeah. So that is crazy. Kanye is crazy. I also saw a really funny um, screenshot before I came here tonight. That was someone had put a tweet that Kanye sent out. Apparently, he went on a rant about like the cost of education, and he sent a tweet out about how we need to lower the cost of textbooks. And they paired it with a photo of like a screen grab of one of his sweaters, which is like a deconstructed wool sweater that was like twenty three hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and they were like, "Look at these two things next to each other." <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Kanye. Well, um, my new story is a political one. Tell us. Yes. <laughs> well, did you guys see that JebBush.com redirects to Donald Trump? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> Hilarious. How did it happen? So, okay, so Jeb Bush's website is like, I can't remember what it's like, Jeb. 2016, Jeb for Press 2016, or something like that. It's not even his name. So his actual namesake is Donald Trump bought that domain and is, and now it redirects to Donald Trump. No, seriously, it's hilarious. It is like, yeah. Yeah, you go JebBush.com and it takes you to DonaldJTrump.com. It's hilarious. It's crazy. Yeah. I love that. Does anyone else, I don't know if anyone else does this, does anyone else buy URLs when they think of them? Like if I think uh, of a good business idea, yes. I have okay. like 10. Okay, good. I do the I same thing. I do the Please same don't thing. buy my URLs. <laughs> and I'm going to start, this is what I'm going to do. do. I'm going to start finding you really great Instagram people. Um, and I'm going to start buying your name. So then when you have to get your website, <laughs> you'll have to come to me for it. Seriously. Well, <laughs> so, you know, like we are launching pop-up church and I went to popupchurch.com and it's $1,500 to buy that website. Oh my so I got popupchurch.co. Yeah. The new and, trick uh, these days. Oh, that's the co. The co oh, thing is co. in style. These What's days, the diff? So. Tell me. Yeah. Well, there's not an M on the end. <laughs> not an M. <laughs> oh Must yeah the same thing happened um, when we launched persona because we were trying to buy i was like oh we'll buy persona.com no we won't yeah it's like fifteen thousand dollars yeah so we i read persona an article creative. years ago about a, people who would just buy famous people's names oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah some guy in china i had a friend that was uh he was like uh famous like famous 
well, he, famous in like the Christian world, he was like a worship leader, but he sold like lots of money's worth of albums. But then he went to go buy his domain name, and it was in owned by some guy in China, and he had to like pay like tons of money or something. Genius. Yeah, seriously. Really Jeb Bush, Donald Trump. I think it was a good. Uh, I mean. Dude, it was like that is like the trolling move of the century. It really you know is. what I mean? It's like Who is Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> so he's it's like if you took a sweet potato okay. and you put some hair on it. Like it's a little oh, blonde. I had a sweet potato, but but Christina loves sweet potatoes. Well, I do too. It's true. <laughs> but I really did like was addicted to um Celebrity Apprentice. Whenever it was on, so, that was a different time. <laughs> it was okay. time. Yeah, to that was a different time last year. It was still on, y'all. <laughs> okay, um, what about you? What's your news story of the week? Okay, my news story of the week is, um, it is a superhero production combines comedy, dance, and humor, and it's this multimedia troupe which got my got my attention because it's a multimedia comedy troupe. It's so cool. Anyway, so it's coming to the Diana Wortham Theater. It's not really, like, a news. I guess it's kind of PR. I'm sorry, whatever. But Lucky Plush Productions is putting it on, and it takes typical superhero traits and mixes it with real-world conditions, like, get this, Tyler, community organizers and nonprofit directors who seek to do good for the world. It combines comedy, choreography, storytelling, and also comic book references with video software that add comic book effects live for the audience this sounds like the nerdiest thing i've ever heard of. really because i'm getting so excited about it now yes. i feel really lame as you adjust, as you push your glasses up your nose and this combines comic book effects for the live audience via video i'll be there <laughs> february 26th oh. and 27th at 8 p.m at the dial them all right blaze all right. what about you what's your so answer? um have you guys heard of the uh this is kind of going all over the internet just today but the whole situation with apple and yes. okay, so the, in the San Bernardino shootings that happened a while back, so these terrorists, um, this couple went and shot up like 14 people. And so the FBI is wanting to get into their iPhones um, in order to like get extract more information about the couple. And um, they're demanding that Apple create. Well, so I guess supposedly all iPhone devices don't have any way to get into them like apple can't even get into them unless they used your password or something like that yeah. mm -hmm. so once um anyways you have to get in just through the password which safeguards and protects you from getting your stuff stolen or whatever so fbi is saying to apple you have to create a new technology that will allow us to that basically gives a back door to the iphone so that we can get into any iphone whenever we need to get in and apple said no we're not going to do it and so they're taking the fbi to court over it and, and i supposedly um supposedly there's like some law from like 1770 yeah. something about that, cell phones uh, it's like a, they're, they're, treason law yeah like a treason law basically and they're and, and they're pulling out this law to say this is the law that we're telling you uh, that says that you have to do this which basically is saying you have to give us the information that we need in order to stop uh terrorism or this this it's basically like another kind of like Patriot Act type of idea. Yeah. That Why says, doesn't the FBI just hire the boyfriend from making a murderer to have guessed the passcode? <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> hey. So everybody's so there's nice. a setting. Just guess. I just sat there and guessed. <laughs> <laughs> there's a setting in your phone, and I think this is what was enabled on these phones, where you can set it where it will wipe everything on your phone after ten failed attempts. Yep. Yeah. To guess the password. So the oh, FBI wow. can try and guess the password, but after 10 times, it'll wipe the phone entirely. Huh. So I guess that's what is said on these phones. So the FBI, if they try and break in, then yeah. they're not able to. So yeah, they want to be able to like do this, like create this operating system where the FBI could just like ram a ton of passwords into it yeah. until it opens it up. Well, and then they were saying, yeah, it's just this one time. We need just this one time. Yeah. And I love Apple's response was like, yeah, that's what they say, just one time. But we know that if we do this, they were like, we believe in our, our country. We believe in like the freedom and the rights of the people for privacy. And so to create this would be like to basically turn our back on our own people and give government more power than it needs. And basically saying like, we know you're going to use it again. And yeah. so, um, so they're taking them to court. It's going to be like a big old shebang. When I read that earlier, I came up with a 
non-factual, non-backed up conspiracy theory <laughs> of who owns Apple. I want to hear. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I think Anonymous owns Apple. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, what if they're behind it? That's all I got, though. I don't mm-hmm. have any backup story to that. That was so profound. To be continued. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. I love that, though, that they're like, that they're standing up to the, I know. the FBI like that. Because, I mean, that's just like, it's so screwed up to think that they could come into, it doesn't matter how big or small the business is, like, Apple's huge, so we're watching this happen in front of all of our faces. But if it's a smaller business that doesn't have the cash to fight it, and they come in pulling out these papers and saying there's a law from 17-whatever that says you have to create something, we're telling you to make this thing and enact it on your product, that's like psycho. So I don't know. I I think it's cool that Apple has the cash and the the ability to stand up and say, no, we're going to sue you or we're going to fight this in court or whatever. So it's interesting to think like, how far it would go if it makes it to the Supreme Court and then like the Supreme Court situation, like how that's right. going. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope Apple. Let's hope you win Apple because I don't know what we'll do. Apple we'll a be, day keeps we'll the We'll have FBI to go back to the away. galaxies. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I have to all get Android phones. Ah! <laughs> okay, let's move on to the Asheville thing of the week. Oh, yeah. Each week, we will share our favorite local spot, product, idea, or Asheville thing of the week. You want to start, M, since you're shaking your arms like that? Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so my thing of the week is, I was just thinking about it, and I was like, what do I have in my household that is an Asheville thing? And I was like, oh, Root hummus. So I have like root hummus in my refrigerator. It's super good. Yeah, why haven't we mentioned that before? Great choice. Thank Love you. The, I have the spinach one right now. The spinach one. The spinach one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. That's, it's that's so good. I, Did you know that, that they um, helped? I don't know how you would say They sponsored our first dinner gathering. Remember, really? Do you remember how we had those like hummus, that hummus spread? I don't know if you remember. But yeah, yeah I do. Good. I remember that. They gave us a ton of hummus spread. Yeah, they're gathering. awesome. Yeah. Woohoo! So awesome. It's the mango so good. sriracha. That was, yeah, that was I'm the jealous. best one. Mango sriracha. I should get that one. Mango yeah. everything. Mm. Flashback. I'm totally having a flashback, like a sentimental moment. That was the most perfect. That first. Asheville folk dinner. It wasn't that special because Thomas wasn't there. Yeah, it's true. And it was just so. I was just flashing back to how terrible it was. <laughs> no, like, it, I can't even. Because something Thomas was missing. Wasn't there. Remember, we all dry. got food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. No. Just kidding. No, was, that was a magical moment in all yeah. of our lives. This magical the food was so good. <laughs> the beginning. Now I'm sad thinking about the food. <laughs> I have to go eat now. Um, okay, what about? We'll be back in an hour. <laughs> What's your thing of the week, Tyler? So my thing of the week is weird, and hopefully I'm not breaking the rules. My thing of the week is um, day trips out of Asheville, um, or like away from Asheville, or you could do like many weekends. Um, so anyway, last weekend cool. Eric and I were going to go to Knoxville, but it was snowy, so we went to Greenville instead, which I'm sure we all love. Greenville, it was Greenville. a lot of fun. Um, checked out Urban Digs, which is this fun little like. Home and Garden Store, just outside of downtown. Um, there's like a Ooh. mid-century modern furniture place called Shindig, which was really cool to check out. Okay. Um, we like that. There and was a chicken involved, wasn't there? There was a chicken. Oh, my God. So there's this place called Shindola, I think. Yeah. Shindola? I mean, I don't know exactly how to say it either. Or Shindola. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Shindola something. Anyway, it's like this antique market thing it crammed full of antiques like floor to ceiling tiny walkways to get through okay and there there's like random chickens and ducks like walking oh. around i know ducks? listen tyler i have to tell you a funny story about that i don't know if i should say this on the podcast but um i love thrifting and antiquing and me and my friend angela would go there i remember one time we went there and we saw all these chickens in the back and we called animal control <laughs> oh my god we really did because they were like it, they were like crammed in there, all of these chickens, and it oh. wasn't like didn't look like oh. a safe place. There's all kinds of random stuff back there. Plus, that place is creepy. Did you see all the like baby heads all over the place? Babe, you, you show me that place. Before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like oh, baby gosh. doll heads, yeah, it's not weird. bodies, just the heads hanging and sitting in the you in the garden. My vision. We didn't make it that far in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see any baby like weird babies? No, but the moment we walked in, it was pictures. It was really cool. But the moment get out of there. My first thought, since I'm like a 45 year old worried mother. 
was mm-hmm. this is a violation of the fire code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to burn to death. But that was cool. Anyway, Greenville's cool. We were going to go to Methodical. Everyone loves Methodical yes. Coffee, but it was their birthday. Okay. And we just couldn't be bothered. Okay. Can't people. handle that. That was funny because we were there the same day. We were there. Or we, we were, were a little leaving. bit further away. We were in Iva, but we were like around that area. Yeah. yeah. But just to shout out day trips, I'm sorry, really fast. Day trips, we have that day trip thing on our website. Yeah. Right? We have There's a, a bunch of them. On ashfolk.com slash something. There's a. Oh, right. The city guys. Yeah, we've we got one for guide. Greenville. Yeah. So on Greenville yeah. is Methodical and then the Village Grind. That Village other coffee shop. Did you go there? Yeah. Um, and then but a bunch yeah. of cool, good Check restaurants, out shops. The city, the city guides on astrofold.com. You can find good day trips. Yeah. There's one for Charlotte. There's one for Atlanta. One for Charleston. One for Greenville. Yeah. Is there Atlanta, one for Nashville? Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> nice one, Mark. I know we're not talking about this anymore. Really? We are, though. We are still. It's still kind of a subject. But speaking of chickens, have you guys seen, like, the thing where it's like the difference between free range chickens and cage free chickens. And Have you party. seen that? And the what? And there's like a little party yes. in the field. No, I haven't. <laughs> there's a Maybe party not. in the field? Okay, no, no I was being serious, but I want to know what you're talking about too. Oh. But like cage free chickens are like kind of just crammed into this big like, like barn room type thing. Yeah. And then, but, but like free range are oh, like free range yeah are actually free range that yeah. makes sense yeah I don't want to so talk that all. needs to be known can't do it they're all getting killed anyway I'm just saying I what did you say I they're all getting it's a trip anyway. oh. <laughs> um, I may be vegan before we know it yeah you never mm, know I just can't think about same it anymore. Mm. can I tell you guys something Aww, it's kind of morbid no, don't tell us oh come on, come my on! Buddy, my buddy in town uh, has chickens, and they have a lot of chickens, mm-hmm. and they slaughter their own chickens. Mm-hmm. And I've never killed anything, mm-hmm. um, except a few. <laughs> Not even a rat. <laughs> um, <laughs> except for all my hopes and dreams. Yeah, that's it. but I might be helping him kill a chicken because no. I think it's important to know like how oh, up, food guys. is. You Did know, don't you we, like break its neck or something? No, stop it. <laughs> We do not know. When are you going to do this? Whenever any of his chickens kill next. Oh, okay. Hey, make sure you take Gross. a picture of that. Take a yeah. video. Oh, That'd I'm be great for Instagram. Yeah. Ash, hashtag that. Ashmore yeah, you're going to have so it. many more followers. <laughs> I'm deleting the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens. I just can't. But Gross. yeah, I feel like it is important, though, to know okay. where food comes from. Well, is that your actual thing of the week? No, mine's actually Asheville. Actually, we already talked about it. Kind of Asheville Brewer Supply and Winemaking Shop on oh. Merriman. Small little shop, but they apparently do. Tatiana was saying free beer making lessons there too. Sometimes cool. Cool. we should all do that. Um, That'd be fun. But yeah, I went there to pick up some uh, supplies that Tatiana forgot before the wine making. What those supplies were, I can't even remember because <laughs> she said words and I didn't understand what they meant. But I wrote them down and I went there. But the dude was <laughs> sipping on a beer when I got there, and I thought that was cool, cool. too. And I was like, hey, that looks good. And he said, I'm waiting for my lunch to get here. So I got to <laughs> fill up on something. I was like, you're cool. Did you just like give him your list and it all magically appeared? I was like, here you go, sir. Please get those for me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, pretty much, actually. Oh, that's like, really nice. I don't know what any of this is. I love places like that. Yeah. Except for like when you go to the auto parts store and you have to do that because then it's embarrassing. I like asking people questions, though. Even when they look at me like, you idiot. At the auto parts store, I'm like, I've never seen a car before. I don't know how anything works. <laughs> when I was a kid, my buddy's dad was really good on cars, and I'm incompetent with most things. And I get nervous, too. Like when, relationship? Yes. When people <laughs> tell me, like, to like whenever they are about to tell me something, I get really freaked out. So he told me to touch the, the hubcap. And my mind, like, I just was like, oh, my gosh, what's a hubcap? Uh, what? Which I knew what a hubcap was. Uh-huh. But because I was just freaking out, I, like, touched the side of the door. And the dad was like, he moved my head. He's like, the hubcap. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, the hubcap. Yeah. That's... Dude, you know when you're a kid and like a dad type of person is asking you to something, like you just freak out and kind of don't even like know what you're doing anymore. No, dude. And this and guy looked like Johnny so Cash. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I was freaking out. So I touched the side of the car door. Can't wait till I can do that to a kid. Be like, son, where's the hubcap? Yeah. You know, just like. Christina, what's your thing? Okay, of the week? my thing of the week is atomic furnishing and design, yeah. which everybody loves them. They're our good friends, but I'm not just saying that because they're our good friends. I'm saying it because we got two new chairs from there this week. What? Yes, and they're called occasional chairs, which I've never heard of that or known that name. But that's what those chairs are hmm. called. Where you we'll you say use them oh an occasional chair? And what does so an like occasional when you chair occasionally look like? Have a guest. So they're mid-century brown. 
cushions with like a um, wooden side. Okay. I, I don't know. Are they on their Instagram? It. They may have the ones I was looking at and drooling over. No, but I think I know which ones. Those ones have. Did those ones have the blue cushions? Yes. Yeah. Those ones are really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> those ones are really, really cool too. These ones are brown. It goes better with our like living brown area. aesthetic. Yeah. Nice. So but, they're called um, occasional chairs. Occasional chairs. Did like you guys that. finish painting yet? Just occasionally. We did. The house is white. Chairs are brown. Now people don't have to sit on the floor when they come <laughs> over. Next time we come over, we can sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I was telling Blaze the other night we had game night and everybody was like it's around good thing the you guys didn't show up. You wouldn't have had a place to sit. The kitchen chairs, which aren't very cozy. Um, no, they're so I great. Felt bad. But now we'll have at least two chairs. Everybody else will still have to sit on the kitchen chairs. <laughs> and, and occasionally you can kind of switch out yeah. who's sitting in those. Occasionally yeah, in your occasional chairs. Take turns with the couch and like do the we'll rotating bring them out for special seats. occasions. <laughs> but anyways, Atomic Furnishing, they're on Patton Avenue. They're really sweet and have the best Todd furniture. and Megan from Atomic Furnishing are absolutely amazing. Go follow them on Instagram. Yeah, they're great. Okay, what about you, Blaze? Um, my thing of the week is Coleman Coffee over on, uh, I can't remember what road it's on off the top of my head now, but it's right there in the River Arts District. Coleman Coffee. Coleman? I've never yeah. heard you of mean Coleman Kling? Coffee. Oh, let's Klingman? start over. Yeah, let's yeah. Let's start yeah. over because I definitely, uh, <laughs> get the place wrong. Coleman, every, it's a new I mean, spot. Everyone's yeah. like, where is it? Coleman Coffee, it's out there. Just find it. Search right, it. Man. <laughs> Okay. Those the spots. All right, let's get mine. I'm just kidding. Um, my thing of the week is Klingman Coffee. It's over there oh, in the cool. River Arts District. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys been to Klingman Coffee? A few times. Tons of great coffee spots all over Asheville, but that one is down there in the River Arts District. And uh, every time I get over in that area, I stop by Klingman Coffee, and and uh, it's. What just happened? Oh, I just wanted to make a Coleman joke, <laughs> so I bit my knuckle. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And so, yeah, they make a good cup of coffee and always bright smiles in the morning. So stop by, grab a cup of coffee at Klingman Coffee. Can I ask everyone something? Yes, please do. Please ask. Real quick, how many cups of coffee do you guys drink a day on average? Two to three. One to two. Um, I drink a whole pot slash I have one of those tiny little, I don't drink it every day though. When I really need to, you know, like the little hotel coffee makers, little tiny like four oh, like little four cup thing. little four cup ones. Yeah. I just pour yeah, one of those yeah, yeah. in one of my little yeah. coffee mm. mugs and make so it. So a lot of coffee. But that's only like thing. twice or three here's or four thing, times though. a week. So before <laughs> I was not working, you know, before I was like working in office, I never drank coffee because we okay. didn't have like coffee at work. Um, and now that I've been working on my own, like. I, you know, we work in coffee shops. We don't have an office, so we just work at High Five or wherever every day. And um, I realize I can't really do caffeine. Really? You get the it, shakes? It, yeah, it wrecks me. Like, I get really irritable and I get a headache. Does really? it matter if it's you coffee get... or tea? It's coffee. It's the caffeine. So I've been drinking, like, herbal tea or Good. decaf. Ooh. <gasps> bah, bah, bah. What's the point? But I know, right? But all of our coffee shops in town have really delicious decaf espresso right. so you can always get that as an option follow-up question how big are your cups i drink a lot of coffee i mean why, what's the what's the motive behind this question because i drink a lot of coffee <laughs> and trying to figure out where and i'm trying to figure out the, if i'm gonna die my favorite cups are the Thomas. biggest ones like four cups four cups Ooh. a day yeah like Every at day. home or out? At home. I'm concerned. Yeah. Black coffee. But like Ooh, big yeah, cups or out. little cups or regular like cups? They're like the regular 12. Mm-hmm. Shot glass. How okay. are you making it? Uh, with water. Ooh. Are you like... Interesting. Are you fancy? You <laughs> I am very not fancy. I'm the most unfancy Do you use a world. Chemex? Some I mean fold- a Chemex. <laughs> Some Folgers and Mr. Not Folgers. <laughs> I don't go that. I'm not... I've got class. Standard. Community yeah. coffee. Community coffee. Folgers is great. We use... Well, never mind. I'm trying to cut back is what I'm saying. But look at me. I'm so tired. Do you drink your coffee black? If you don't drink coffee one day, do you like get a terrible headache and stuff? Or you just are tired? I basically am Tyler when he's on coffee. How interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You and I are opposites. Okay. This week, Blaze and I sat down with Rich Lee. He ran for city council last year. He's involved in so many of the local committees and very involved in our community. Yeah, Rich Lee, he's um, he's a member of the Greenway Committee, Buncombe County Triad, Western Carolina Group Homes for Autism, I-26 Connect Project, doing a lot of stuff in town. He's got a lot, um, and he just had a lot of good insight on the growth of Asheville and kind of a good perspective for um, 
those who have been here for a long time, seeing the growth and just what to expect in the future. And uh, just a really good guy to chat with. I, we really enjoyed that. So um, yeah, here's that interview now. So we are in the studio today with Rich Lee. Um, Rich, welcome. Hi. Rich ran for city council last year. He is a member of the Greenway Committee. And uh, according to Rich, he's committed out, it sounds like. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and those who don't know you. Um, kind of fill in that introduction a little bit and tell us more about what, what councils you're on, things like that. Okay. Well, um, I've lived in Asheville off and on for the last, I think, almost 19 years now. Um, been here permanently for 10 years. I'm on the Greenway Committee, as you mentioned. I, um, I'm on also something called the Multimodal Commission that oversees things like bus routes and um, big transportation projects in the area. I'm a member of the I-26 Connect Us project, which is the community organization um, that uh, represents neighborhoods and locals on the I-26 project. I am a member of the board of the Western North Carolina Group Homes for Autistic Persons, um, Just Us United, which is a um, voter registration and um, local issue advocacy group, and a lot of other things. So what are the things that got you interested in, um, you know, in politics and in city service? Um, tell us kind of your journey toward that. Sure. So I'm a, um, I'm a return Peace Corps volunteer. I volunteered in the Kingdom of Jordan from 2004 through 2006, I want to say. Um, I got really involved in community organization there in really small rural Jordanian communities. When I moved back to Asheville, I knew that this was the, the place that I'm, I'm all in. You know, I, I know Asheville has a lot of people for and against the direction it's going, but this is really the place where I want to spend the rest of my life. And so um, I want to be part of making sure it's, it stays the city that we know and love. Hmm. And where are you originally from? I saw you moved here like 20 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, well, I came up here to go to school. I went to Western. Um, I met my wife, who, from where we sit, are sitting, she lived about two blocks east of here on Chestnut Street around the time we met. And that was, that was different times in Asheville. Okay. All the excitement was in Pack Place, if you remember those days. And it was... Um, so uh, the first week I was back, I remember going up and down the street in West Asheville and asking everybody, you know, who's in charge here? Who's making the plans? <laughs> and um, now it's me. <laughs> so, or I mean, a among a huge other group of people, you know, Asheville's got a really great core of committed people like no other place that I've lived. Um, previously to this, I lived in um, Charlotte. I went to school there, and that's where my parents live. And I was born in Seattle, Washington. What are some of the biggest things you've seen happen since you first got back or since you first got here? What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen? So definitely the the change from a just small mountain town if you think of you know canton or or knoxville or something like that was was already underway you know asheville's been a in some way or another been a town that made a lot um off of tourism you know that kind of owed its survival to tourism going back to the 1800s when it was a a, a resort for people with tuberculosis and um really yeah i, I didn't know I, that yeah. <laughs> so the first train line up here was to you know a sana, sanatorium sanitariums whichever one's for health and not insanity mm. and um that's that goes back to before the time of you know thomas wolf you know the, the guy the you can't go home again guy he wrote about the issues of Asheville becoming a place that pandered to tourists um, coming up on a hundred years ago, um, actually. But the pace of that over the last few years has really just gone through the roof. You know, everybody knows there are something like seven hotels under construction or nearing completion downtown. Um, a lot of the people that work here now, just a growing number of them, work in ways that are connected to the service industry or tourist industry.
So where you can go to Knoxville or, or Hickory places and see where, um, where manufacturing kind of fall, had fallen apart and there was nothing to replace that. Asheville had that thread of being a tourist destination, the Biltmore Estates and things like that running through it that sort of in some ways have enabled it to make that transition and in some ways not so much. Mm-hmm. In addition to like the like you're saying the tourism, there's also so many people moving to Asheville mm-hmm. constantly, and I know it seems like it's hard for Ashevillians to accept that sometimes, or just focus on like kind of the negative parts of that. And what is kind of the positive side of that? Well, you know, and you, all you have to do, I think, is drive down the mountain and look at a town like Marion or Morganton or Hickory or drive the other direction and look at Knoxville. And you can see how mountain towns have struggled with the collapse of manufacturing. So um, Asheville is a place that that is still growing. Um, people that have managed to um, own homes here have, you know, have, have benefited from that some. More than anything, though, what I see is that Asheville is a has become a really great place for attracting um, like-minded people that that are really interested in really interested in community and an interest in local businesses. We sort of have a a, a brain trust of of, um, of of people excited to be here that. Um, that that punches over its way. I think um, you know my my new age mother in law would say that it's a um, it's a really intentional community. Everybody here is excited to be here. They know what Asheville is, um, and we were you know just as recently as I don't know. I think it was maybe ten or fifteen years ago. We were named one of the most volunteering cities in Asheville. You know, we talked about me being um, on too many committees, but this is a great town for. People that work low-level service jobs during the day, but at night they get together to figure out how to plan the next Leaf Festival or the next downtown street fair or go back far enough here to remember the crystal. Do you guys know the crystal? No. Okay. So when you went down to Peck Square on a Saturday or Friday night um, 20 years ago, you would get – the first thing that would happen is you'd get a tract about like doomsday and the – you know, and sinners (laughs) pressed into your hand. But the second thing you would get is somebody that would tell you that – Asheville is the I can't believe I'm going to the story but Asheville so Asheville is a um has underneath city hall if you think of the shape of the top of city hall underneath city hall there's a buried crystal by the <laughs> by the angel metatron or something but anyways so I think maybe I've heard this the center of the energy vortex so oh. you think have you heard of vortex donuts okay is but that they why own it's their they own their name to that so the center of the energy vortex draws in the like-minded people from all over um, the country or the world and even if you never knew what was pulling you towards Asheville some this has always been pulling you pulling you in I don't I don't know it if was, that's true it's that's always cool. been metatron the whole time yeah. <laughs> but you know I, I mean you you can look at it that way no, it's but, a great as, as, as a little bit of like, as a little bit of you know like pop psychology it it is it is pulling in and I, I I don't begrudge Asheville any of the people that have moved here from other places that have you know been Ash villains from their first moment here you know the people that that get what it's about and right. that are participating in it so we've got this um, this great downtown movement of of go local run by um, Franzi Sharon who's been running the uh, hip replacements, but that's involved in getting people to support local businesses. You've got the Unchain Asheville movement um, run by um, a lady named Rebecca Hecht, who runs Adorn Salon, and that's involved in keeping downtown small independent businesses and keeping that way. You've got such a great roster. I mean, I could I, I could go on for the whole rest of this podcast with people that are – and you guys are, by doing what you're doing, are involved in – the the life and culture of the place and making sure it stays a place that has a personality. Population growth is just a huge deal. Um, I've heard different estimates, but um, my my friend Joe Minicosi, who's been a, a local planner here for a while, says that the the population of Asheville is expected to I think double, or Buncombe County is expected to double over the next 
10 years, I want to say. Oh I'm gosh. sorry if I'm quoting you wrong, Joe. <laughs> but um, it's almost it's almost like this this Donald Trump situation where if we don't build a wall around city limits, then, then people are still going to flock here. And yeah. if we think about traffic problems, you know, I drove down Merriman to get down here, and it wasn't that terrible. But if we think about, you know, what we think of as traffic problems in Asheville, that that's all coming. It is... It's just not realistic to think that we could we could just tell people, okay, don't move here anymore, we're done, we're full, and somehow freeze Asheville in time at whatever point we liked it best. It's going to move here. So I think it's really um, – it's going to be this – this test, you know, not to go back to the apocalyptic track people, but it's almost like, you know, what are you going to be doing when Asheville, when Asheville jumps the shark or when Asheville, you know, when Asheville fills up? And I think we're really going to have to figure out what are the things that um, are valuable to us here. You just said art, music, you know, having a place where artists can still afford to live and where musicians can afford to live and work and have an audience um, and a place that feels like home even when it has a population uh, in the hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. I think is the like this really crucial test of our time. And we either succeeded it or we become an, a little mini Atlanta or Charlotte and we all hate it here. Right. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that perspective of it, especially I'm from Greenville originally from okay. South Carolina. So, but I felt like you know, Asheville is home. And I always tell Blaze, I'm like, I definitely don't want to be one of those people that is rude to new people who move here and just always want to be like a welcoming place. Um, at least Asheville folk be somewhere that people feel welcome and never like turned away because they haven't been here long enough. Yeah. What are some of the, um, when you sit on these different committees and just around town, what's the talk around town as far as with the growth and how you guys are planning to deal with that doubling in the next 10 years? We still have a chance to get ahead of it. I, I think a little bit of Asheville as being like like California. Like California always had a water shortage, but they weren't going to do anything about it and change their lifestyles and change the way they planned for it until it was the, the most severe drought. And then now they're forced to get on top of it. Maybe Asheville wasn't going to get on top of figuring out how to have enough buses that we could all use the bus system to get around places. But maybe now that we're forced to by this huge population boom and, you know, not enough places for this directions for the city to grow in, that I think we'll be forced to figure it out the way California is. So hopefully that means good things. So there's planning in the works um, coming out in about a, maybe a month or two. There is something called the Asheville in Motion multimodal master plan, which is just to say, if you take roads and sidewalks, bike lanes, bus lines to different places, just everything involved in how we get around and kind of try to combine it into one master plan. Um, so this is a big deal. And the first time Asheville has ever sort of tried to look at all of that together, that'll be coming out in a couple of weeks, months, and we'll all be talking about it, I hope when it happens. But that looks at ways of um, where, you know, how are we actually going to get a bus system? Cause I don't know if you are, do you ever use the bus system here in Asheville? We haven't, we, we don't. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, even on the, the best places to live, you know, for bus access in Asheville, you might only have a bus every 30 minutes. Um, most places in Asheville, if they have a bus nearby at all, it only runs once an hour. That's just not convenient. Like, like being in, New York or Atlanta or Portland or something like that, where wherever you are, you're 10 minutes away from a bus coming by and they all connect together in ways that, you know, allow you to get around. You basically have to own a car um, for most places in Asheville. In the I-26 project, I think that's going to be one of the biggest things in Western North Carolina ever to happen. Um, people listening at home are probably laughing and saying it's not going to happen ever because <laughs> it's been in the works in one form or another for 30 years, but it's as close to happening as it's ever been. It is um, no more than, I think, eight years from beginning to buy land and um, break ground. And that's going to be, you know, an even wider, bigger highway right through the middle of town. It's going to be even more traffic and it's going to be under construction for like 10 years. So lots and lots of like huge impacts there. And plus it's going to demolish something like 
250 houses and businesses. I mean, it's going to have a big, big effect on everything. I was just curious about the um, autism group that you were talking about that you're a part of. What is that in Asheville? I guess Asheville. Yeah. So it's, um, so it's a, a group of, um, group homes, you know, a lot, um, a lot of people, you know, like one out of every, I don't know, a hundred kids or something like that is born with some sign of autism. Some of them, they're, um, they, they need kind of round the clock care that's difficult for parents to give. So, so group homes are a setting where maybe five to 10, um, kids and adults with autism live with kind of constant staff and supervision. Um, this group runs a set of homes all around Asheville, including one near here in Montford. And they just combined with um, a bigger organization called Blue Ridge Group Homes, which has hundreds and hundreds of residents around the county. So uh, sort of a big deal. And you're um, on that. Yeah. Committee, was that right? Yeah. So when I was in the Peace Corps, the program I worked on was a special education and mental health program. I worked on a big. Uh, it would it would look like a mental institution like Broughton or something if it was here in America, and um, my wife's a special education teacher, so that's um, something I had a background in. That's yeah, pretty my, near to our, our hearts because. Yeah, my brother has autism and Down syndrome, so I'm okay. always curious about. Whenever I hear stuff like that, yeah. Well, I mean, parents who um, parents who are able to raise a kid with you know um, with that kind of uh, with those kinds of disabilities in the home, I mean, it takes a huge toll. You know, it usually means a parent not working or you know just kind of constant expense. As the kids get older, you know, there can be um, you know behavioral issues or things like that that um, that could even you know require you know, real professionals to handle. How can people find out more about that? So um, Western North Carolina Group Homes for Autistic Persons is the name of the um, the name of the organization. They are, I think, basically all constantly hiring um, in-home staff. So people that work, you know, that want to work in a home with um, either kids or adults with autism. And um, they do like day shifts, night shifts. They have a... Um, constantly adding people what are some of your favorite restaurants or coffee shops or places that you go in town well until recently i lived until just a few weeks ago i lived in west Asheville on the the walk and battle cat side so you know those are still my my local places i love um i love my battle cat coffee i love my um whole donuts and um just keep working your way down to the river from there down to you know wedge and clingman cafe and everything and i'm I'm regularist at all of those and i will um i'll throw in a plug for the my absolute favorite downtown new downtown spot which was blue dream curry house that which is yeah great curry it's super affordable you get a giant portion for what they charge they just changed to a no tip policy so they have a commitment to pay all their wait staff and everybody um, fair living wages they're living wage certified by the just economics organization and um, they don't depend on tips that's the awesome. the yeah, owners make sure that everybody there makes enough to live on um, which is great so you can eat really well and feel good about it at the same time that's great awesome yeah. that's great well thank you so much for being here today and chatting with us yeah we appreciate fine. you taking time to be with us awesome and how can people find you what's your website okay so um uh, the easiest way to find me is on facebook i manage the facebook page Asheville politics which is just a a really active, almost too active source for information about local political happenings and everything. Um, and you can find me online. I also have a website, richlyforashville.com, um, which was my, my city council race, but we're just going to keep that going. Well, that was fun. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We'll see you guys next week. LinkedIn.com. <laughs> All right. Bye, Goodbye. Bye. See you later. I linked it. Yeah, dude. I- this is the Asheville Folk Podcast. Join us weekly for inspiration, motivation, and lots of laughs as we explain what it's like to live in our southern yet liberal, hippie, and sometimes redneck little town called Asheville.
That's why I'm not on LinkedIn. He said LinkedIn. <laughs>